Hello, welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast. Along the way, there'll always be games and jokes, but mainly this is serious history. Well, as serious as me and Gribbing get. Hello, welcome to Ye New Dalham History Podcast, episode... Who knows? <laughs> Fill in the number here. Um, this week we are going to be looking at the battles that led up to the Battle of Hastings. So we're not going to do Hastings itself, nah. we're going to do Fulford and Stamford Bridge. The pre-battles to the big battles, if you will. Still 1066, but it's the, the earlier part of September, isn't it? Yeah, it sets up nicely for the, for the big ultimate battle. Um, we've got uh, Who Am I? Along the way, I'm going to test Gribbin and get her to work out who in history I'm talking about, linked to the topic, and then we'll do some technique as well. Any preference on a question, Gribs? Uh, oh, we'll do, we'll, let's do a features one. Oh, I like it. Do a features one on battles. A cute little features question. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. The Battle of Fulford. Do we need to talk about why the battle took place? Yeah, let's do a little introduction to the Battle of Fulford. So, we're in that part of 1066 where Harold has been crowned king, but he's aware that the other contenders are still miffed, isn't he? Yeah, so he's not secure on the throne and um, he's got to do some sort of like manipulating to get himself uh, the security that he needs. First thing he does, uh, ditches his wife and marries another one, doesn't he? Yeah, because, you know, that women are a commodity in the uh, medieval period that are used to um, instigate alliances between people that didn't used to like each other. There you go. Yeah. So Edith Swanneck, his common-law wife, she's kicked off to the side and instead he marries Edith. A different Edith. Yeah, a different Edith. Uh, Edwin and Morcar's sister. Yeah, and that creates an alliance between Edwin and Morcar, the other two sort of very powerful earls in the country, and Harold Godwinson, which means that he has sort of an access to forces in the north of the country that may or may not help him defend England from a Danish invasion. Yeah, because I think in the back of his mind, he is aware that there's going to be an attack from the south. He's pretty confident that the Duke of Normandy is going to attack. So he wants to set up a kind of a defence in the north that there's people keeping watch while he's keeping watch in the south, isn't he? Yeah, so he's not sort of leaving the whole of the north exposed to uh, a possible invasion from Harold Hadrada while he's busy keeping an eye out for William. And if we look at the bigger picture, he should have been aware that Harold Adrada was a big threat because he's gone and hacked off his little brother, hasn't he? Yeah, so Tostig Godwinson gets forced out in 1065 by Harold um, because uh, the people in Northumbria didn't like him very much uh, as their earl. He was very sort of uh, harsh and, and brutal, and uh, so he got exiled um, and replaced by Morcar. Tossie goes to Scotland, doesn't he? And then makes a contact with Hadrada and says that he'd support him. Yeah, so he says to Harold Hadrada that he would support an invasion from Norway um, and help him with the sort of um, the sort of landscape and the best places to invade and all those sorts of things. Um, so eventually he sides with uh, Hadrada and they sail to the um, coast of northeast England and meet some resistance from Earls Edwin and Morcar. Is it on the coast, Gate Fulford, or is it it's next to the river, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so they land on the coast, but then they come inland. Because uh, the up to, a navigable river, isn't it? Yes. Um, 
Yeah. So in on the 20th September 1066, they meet at Fulford, which is just outside York um, for the Battle of Fulford. It's like the nearest settlement to the river, isn't it? The yeah. kind of they sail up a bit, and it's the best place to land to then march towards towards York. Mm-hmm. Hadrada, he's got six thousand, seven thousand men. Yep. As I recall, and the English, uh, it's kind of a combined force of Mercia and Northumbria. So there's about five thousand, six thousand men, isn't there? Yeah. So the Norwegians outnumber them, but they've also got about 4,000 reserved soldiers as well on the Norwegian side, whereas the English, that's their total um, force, the 5,000 to 6,000. I mean, home advantage pays off at first, doesn't it? The Saxons kind of push them into marshy land, but Hadrada's troops are better organised and they've managed to get across the ford at Germany Beck and circle around the back of the Saxons. Yeah, they encircle them and pretty much, uh, well, yeah, defeat them. Um, so it's a bit of a disaster for Harold. He expects the earls to defeat Hardrada, um, but now he sees that actually the outcome was pretty decisive a victory for Harold Hardrada. He captures York um, and camps about 15 miles south at Stamford Bridge to wait for Edwin and Morcar to send money and hostages. Um, so Harold sees now that if you want something doing right, you've got to do it yourself. And bless him, Harold is had all his soldiers stationed on the south coast, all his best warriors watching for an attack that wasn't coming. He's told all his troops that they can go home and do kind of the harvest season because we're into September. And all he's got really is his core loyal force, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to sort of um, rush to assemble an army um, so he gets together 15,000 men, which includes about 3,000 of the elite troops, the housecarls, and the rest are the sort of um, non-professional third uh, farmer soldiers. They're um, not first class. They're not second <laughs> class. They are third. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they have to um, pretty much walk about 185 miles in about four days. Um so they don't break. They don't have the. They don't camp overnight. They, they, yeah. They pretty much just sort of run the length of the country to get up to where Harald Hardrada is, uh, sitting and having a rest. You see, I always tell my kids realistically, Vikings don't rest. No. They've been partying hard, haven't they? Yeah, they were partying. So they were um, a bit worse for wear, shall we say, and maybe not fully prepared for another battle. Are we thinking kind of Paul Gascoigne in a World Cup kind of condition? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it was probably, um, yeah, along the lines of one of those, um, is it Freddie Flintoff when he came back from the, oh, yeah. the Cricket World Cup? Yeah. Um, bit like uh, that. Bleary-eyed and not really up to it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that then leads, that's the 25th of September. Now it's the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Um this instead of being the ooze, this is around the Derwent, isn't it? So closer to York itself. Uh, Norwegians on the west bank guarding a bridge. The Saxons looking to attack uh, and gain the the advantage of the the better land. Um, yeah, the Norwegians initially hold the um, uh, Saxons back because there's a small bridge that's blocking the way, and there's a there's a Viking berserker that's 
stationed himself on the bridge and is basically wiping out all the Anglo-Saxon soldiers that come to try and attack the Vikings uh, until one Anglo-Saxon soldier thrusts his sword up under the bridge and uh, brings down the berserker and then all the Saxons rush over the bridge to defeat the uh, waiting, surprised Vikings. But that's the nice bit and this is what I don't always get about kind of Anglo-Saxon normal Norman battlefield tactics but they stop when they get across the bridge and they say it's time to to discuss ending this like peacefully and that's when there's the whole conversation about our uh, um what what will we get if we go back to to Norway and Harold sort of gets things sorted even says that Tostig can be in charge of Northumbria again and it's when Tostig says yeah but what what's my mate going to get that the back <laughs> kicks off again it's, yeah. it could have been peacefully solved at that point uh doesn't um Oh yes, uh, Harold says something along the lines of, uh, in response to Tostig's, what what is uh, Harold Hadrada going to get? Uh, Harold Godwinson says uh, six feet of land to bury him in, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that, really gnarly. That is that is king king like, isn't it? That, yeah. that is a proper monarch. Can't imagine Boris coming out with quips like that. <laughs> um, but after they pause um, and they decide that they're not, you know, they they don't want the deal of um, a grave for Harald Hadrada and Northumbria for Tostig. Um, <laughs> basically, the Saxons wipe out the Vikings. Um, Tostig and Harald Hadrada are killed. Um, Harald gets an arrow to the windpipe, doesn't he? Yeah, and um, I think Tostig gets his head cut off. Maybe yeah. that's after he dies, but. Um, yeah, they're caught completely by surprise, and all their—they've uh, left all their armor on their ships, which are like you know, 15 miles away, and uh, all the reinforcement soldiers are there as well. So they're not very well prepared. So which means it's good for Harold Godwinson because he's able to sort of fairly swiftly um, defeat the Vikings. Yeah, he just leaves Hadrada's son alive, doesn't he? Mm. He's one of the frozen characters. It's either Sven or Olaf. I feel like Olaf. Yeah, like it says. Go back home, never come back to England, and the Phil is like a. Is it 10% of the ships go back? Yeah, Let's something start. like 300 ships arrived and only 36 return or something like that. But it's it's like basically they decimated the Viking forces. Um, it's a bit. I feel a bit sorry for Harold Godwinson because this is sort of one of the sort of greatest English victories in battle. He, you know, he defeats the Vikings and sends them sort of like scurrying back to Norway. Um, but then that's kind of forgotten because Hastings happens and it's yeah, such a disaster. Yeah, it gets a nuke, doesn't Yeah. It's celebrating and it's, yeah, William has attacked the South now. Um, he's, he's nicking stuff off you and that's clever. The fact that William attacks Wessex just to try and rile Harold up even more. Because if Harold had taken his time going back to the South, he, he could have picked up a, a stronger force again. But he, he just loses it. He loses his temper. Yeah, I think he, by then he's had enough of uh, <laughs> of uh, people trying to invade. So he goes a bit sort of over the top and um, doesn't really have much patience for sort of preparing an army for the final battle. And I mean, the the final battle, it's... Are we still in September? It all happens in September, doesn't it? Uh, I it think it just tips into October for Hastings. I think it's something like the 14th of October or something like that. It's a month, isn't it? We've got three... Are the biggest battles in Anglo-Saxon history, and it's less than thirty days. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's something like twentieth. So it's about three weeks. Yeah, they all happen in. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Hmm. Okay, so um, there's your details of the battles. 
What have we got next? Who am I? Okay. Who am I? <laughs> so it's my turn to guess this week. It is indeed. So who yeah. are you? So this person was born in 1015. Okay. Um, they claim descent from a fair-haired monarch. <laughs> Okay. Uh, they um, spent time working in Constantinople, which was the capital of the Roman Empire by 1034. Modern day Istanbul. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> at the age of 21, they managed to capture 80 Arab fortresses in modern day Iraq. Wow, and this is someone that was present at the battles, or...? Oh, I, I, I haven't got that far through my, my clip okay, yet. Okay, nice. um, okay. When the old emperor, Michael IV, died, he was thrown in prison, and it may have been due to a scandal in court. Oh, okay. That you were sleeping with the empress, Empress Zoe. Oh, so he's potentially slept with a Roman empress. Wow, okay. He went back home from Constantinople uh, and discovered that both of his sons had died and that he'd lost all his lands. Ah, uh, that's sad. Okay, both sons and lost and lost his land. Yeah. Okay. I but, think I'm getting a bit of an idea, but keep going. But when the king of that land... Uh, died, he regained not only his own lands, but lots of neighbouring lands too, getting him a new nickname as being a hard ruler. Ah, uh, got it. Who am I? That is Harald Hardrada. It is indeed, yeah. Hard ruler. Well, there you go. Yeah. I did not know all those things. I, I thought maybe the fair-haired monarch, because I did think Scandinavian people have fair hair but yeah apparently one of the positive things about his rule in well he ended up ruling sweden norway and denmark uh, he opened up trade with the romans and the russians so they actually had a monetary economy for the first time in norway and wow. he spread christianity instead of the norse gods what a guy yeah and we leave that bit out we just say that he's mental at fighting which he is because he's a viking yeah yeah um and he does have a Pretty good claim to the throne through... Um, Magnus, no. Uh, yeah. Magnus is his father, isn't it? Who was promised it by Hartha Canute. Yes. And then instead it went to Edward the Confessor. Yeah. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. You do. Okay. Technique time. <laughs> Technique time, right. Tech, tech, technique time. Um, so we're going to do two features. What, which, which one do you want to do two features of? I'd like to think that when they blow the dust off the 2020 GCSE papers and pretend that they were yours for 2021, <laughs> uh, we'll discover that the first question on this was two features of the Battle of Stamford Bridge. OK, uh, I'll do one feature. You do the next one. Sounds good. OK. The first feature of the Battle of Stamford Bridge is that the Vikings were unprepared. They were celebrating their victory at the previous Battle of Fulford and had left their armour over 15 miles away on their ships, so were taken by surprise when Harold Godwinson unexpectedly 
showed up. Oh, I like it. Mm. Um, in that case, my second feature would be Harold's army were understandably tired as they'd had to cover around 160 miles in around five days. However, Hadrada had to organise his men too, as many were back at the ships. Nice. Nice and simple there. Four marks. Full marks. Yay! <laughs> uh, right, what else can we... What, uh, Where else what? can I go? Where else can I go? Where else can I go? <laughs> <laughs> there is the old uh, uh, Norman's documentary, the BBC one. What's it called? Yeah. Men, Men from the North. That's Indeed. quite good. That like is good. That. There's 1066, A Year to Conquer England. That's Dan Snow. Oh, yeah, I like him. Um, if you want to read a book, shock mm. horror, I know. <laughs> there is The Norman Conquest by Mark Morris, which is actually very readable, which is all about that. That's good. There's uh, 1066, The Battle for Middle Earth, which isn't about hobbits. <laughs> it's actually about... Um, everything that happened in 1066. I remember watching that one. That one's good. I'm trying to think what else there is. Uh, Battlefield Britain. They did an episode about the Battle of Hastings. Ooh, but I yeah. think the introductory bit talks about the previous battles. Vikings. TV show Vikings talks about some of these people, doesn't it? That is surprisingly um, sort of historically nearly accurate as well. And there's the new game coming out. Who knows, when you're listening to this podcast for revision, it's probably out. There's the uh, new Assassin's Creed, which is Valhalla. That's going to be looking at the English and Viking relationship. Hmm. There is also the Norman Conquest on Timelines.tv. Yeah. That's always a good one to watch. Fast TV, solid stuff, gives you the information quick. But yeah, there's loads of stuff. Guides. Don't forget your revision guides. Revision guides. BBC Bite Size has quite actually quite a good breakdown on both the battles. It's we did an episode all about the Biotapestry. Give that one a listen. Yes. Also, I have seen that there is a Bayou Tapestry colouring book that you can get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was like somebody's designed one in, in lockdown. There you go, kids. That's what you want. Oh, you can just download them. Ah, get them printed out. There you go. Right. Joke time? Oh, yeah. Hang on. Right. Hang on. Joke time! Have you got some? Have you got I've one? got a few, yeah. Let, let's, let's play. Okay. Right, you go first. Okay, right. So, how did the Vikings send secret messages? Uh, I don't know. How did the Vikings send secret messages? Norse code! <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is quite good. <laughs> okay, my one is... Um, what phrase in battle did William hate? What phrase in battle did William hate? Fire at will. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh. Why was Harold Hadrada avoiding Tostig? Uh, I don't know. He owed in money. Owed in. Nice. <laughs> this is a really bad joke. What does William the Conqueror call himself when he's sick? What does William the Conqueror call himself when he's sick? Ilium the Conqueror. Oh. <laughs> that is bad. There's not actually that many good jokes about William the Conqueror. Surprise, surprise. What does William the Conqueror and Jabba the Hutt have in common? 
Mm, I don't know. What do William the Conqueror and Jabba the Hutt have in common? The same middle name. <laughs> I'm sure we've had that. I think that was Jabba the Hutt. I think that was Jabba the Hutt. Oh, well, there you go. There's a joke for everything. And I want more memes. Kids don't send me enough memes. I get the occasional gif and it's not enough. I know. We hope that you've enjoyed the podcast again, our socially distanced event. Um, keep working hard. and I'm actually quite looking forward to going back to school now. Bring yeah, on September when we all get to go. In. Get in, your 10s um, and your 12s. We want to see you. Even if we don't get to see you, people want to see you. <laughs> you can always stand outside of the window and Thumbs wave up. from afar. Yeah. Yeah. But we hope you're all well and keeping safe and we'll be back again soon. All right. It's goodbye from her. And goodbye from him. Bye. Say what I like. <laughs> I pressed the stop button. <laughs> stop recording. I'll stop recording.